So it's not always easy to break into farming, particularly with the average age of the average farmer getting older and older and older. And that creates a problem for younger people. So I wonder how new entrants like Chloe Lucas, who is a nurse and a farmer, got started. So Chloe, just tell us about your small holding and your two cattle first. What, what have you got? So I've got two Highland heifers, um, Isla and Catriona. They are just coming up to two years old. So I'd got them just probably about seven or eight months ago now. Um, so I've got a very small holding. Um, they're on the marshes, so we've got 900 acres and that's where they are at the moment. So we're on the Essex marshes on the east coast of the country and they are what's commonly known as hairy coos, aren't they? Yes, they are. So originally they're from Scotland. Um, so they are pure breed, Scottish breed. Um, but they were in Norfolk. That's where I bought them from. So Izzy at Batesmore Farm, she's got a herd of about 65, 70 cattle. And I did some work with her for free, like voluntary. And then she offered if I wanted to get some of her highlands in the future which is how I got obviously approached by the farmer that rents this land. And he went with me and that's where I got my first two coos. So how much would one beast cost, a hairy coo cost? It all depends. So it depends if you're buying a heifer, they're more expensive because obviously you'd use them to breed. Um, bulls, again, I think it all depends on the breed of the coo that you're getting and where you're getting them from. So for mine, they were not as expensive as what I would have paid for them originally because I did voluntary work with the owner of the cattle. So I did get quite a chunk of money off. But you are looking at, you can do anything from like 700 pounds up to probably about 5,000 pounds. It's all, it, it's all different. It depends on, it can be color, um, it can be age, and it can be basically where they're from and what they're fed on as well. And that's your story really, isn't it? Because you decided that you wanted to get into farming and you started knocking on doors, talking to farmers, putting leaflets through people's letterboxes to ask about how to do it. Tell us about how you got started. So I was off from my nursing job and I was just watching programmes and then I did watch Clarkson's Farm, which really inspired me. And we went up to the Cotswolds and I actually went and visited his farm and had a chat with some of the people up there. Um, and it was only then when I thought, I, I want to be a farmer. I don't know what it was. It was like a, something in my belly, like a fire in my belly. Um, but again, it's such a closed industry. How do I, somebody that knows nothing about farming, get, get into the industry? So I started um, posting letters through farmers' doors locally. Um, I was putting little advertisements in magazines. I was calling up. I was going on social media um, until I could just find anybody that would want to take me on just to, to, to teach me and me obviously go there and help out voluntarily. So after doing that, I think it took me about three weeks, I landed my first job um, in Essex on a beef farm. And that's how I started out. And I was there for about six months. Was it similar to when perhaps you first thought about going into nursing when you were younger perhaps? Was it the same sort of a light bulb sort of appeared in your head? Um, it was, so I was, quite, I was a mature student. Right. Um, I had a four year old when I went to university to become a nurse. Mm -hmm. So I'd, went, I'd gone back to college, um, not straight for, to university from school. Mm -hmm. So I had my son when I was quite young, 19. And then when he was four, I went into university. And I remember they say, them saying to me, why don't you apply for adult nursing? They'd said it to all the class because children's is quite hard to get into. And I thought, I don't have the same passion for adult nursing. So I'm gonna go paediatrics and if I don't get it, it's not meant to be. Well, I did get it and I got free interviews at free universities. So it is similar, 
but here is so much more of like a sense of freedom. Like I feel like I could make a change. I feel like I could bring new ideas into farming and being new and seeing from the outside as well, looking in and just inspiring other people that if they want to do something, go for it. Nursing, you can, obviously you can climb up the ranks, but there isn't, I don't feel like we can change it anymore. I kind of feel like it's it, it stopped there. Whereas farming, I feel like there's so many opportunities. And so. we should just say, and we have discussed this, you and I, that um, so it's okay to talk a little bit about this, but mm -hmm. one of the reasons why you wanted to make that switch was partly because of your experiences during the pandemic yes. and working in an intensive care unit. Yes, so I am solely paediatric trained. Um, COVID hit, obviously affected millions of people. Um, and then we uh, were told we had to be redeployed to the adult ITU. So I was covered head to toe in, in everything. You couldn't see anything apart from my ears. Um, in tiny little rooms <clears throat> with eight adults all ventilated the ventilators were all different I didn't know what because I'm not adult trained so I didn't really know what any of it was I did get taught the basics um, and we basically watched everybody die um, and that, that I, I never thought that I'd ever experience anything like that in my nursing career we've, we've obviously gone through children being very poorly and very sick but to then going into a different part of nursing, I didn't expect that to happen. And that really affected me mentally. Um, and after it sort of calmed down slightly, I had um, a nervous breakdown and I was off for three months from the NHS. And that's when you picked up the idea of farming mm -hmm. and when you went to work on a farm in Devon, didn't you, and yeah. different places. Mm -hmm. So I was off for three months. That's when I found my voluntary job, my first farm job um, with the beef cattle. That was just incredible. I, I learned so much being there. It was just amazing. And then I just thought, I, I want to do this, but I don't want to just be a farm hand. Like, I want to go somewhere. So I started volunteering. I've been to Kent. Um, I've been to Norfolk. I've been up to Devon to a dairy farm. I've worked with the Highland Cattles. I've been to Barley Lands as well, which is the commercial farm. And then I was working in another farm, a private one with um, Limousin cattle. And I just kept going and going and going until I could get all of this experience and feel actually I'm ready now to do something properly and eventually own my own, own, my own livestock. And that's where you've got to today. We've yeah. just been to see Catriona and Isla, the two yeah. Highland cattle out on the marshes in Essex. And we're in a barn because it's a bit of a wet and grey day, isn't yeah, it? Windy. Very windy, windy. Very windy, <laughs> as, it, as I'm sure it is. And being here on the marshes, uh, I mean, so what's the game plan then for, for your cattle? Are you you're going to rear them to maturity, but you want to do something a bit more than perhaps just sell them for beef don't you yeah so i don't think i will be able to sell my girls for beef because mm -hmm. obviously i'm a little bit obsessed with them now so they are like my pets but i want to i would like for them to have their babies so at the end of next year they will be ready um i will either take them back to the farm that i originally bought them from where there'll be a ball on site and then they will stay for a few weeks and then we will do pd and so that's pregnancy diagnosis to see whether or not they are successful um, or we could do something called rent a ball. So you'd rent a ball to come in, they would stay with them um, and hopefully have, have our own fluffy babies. I want to build up on my small holding. So I want to have a herd of cattle, um, but I want to take them to shows. So I would like to show them. I want to do educational days. I would like for, especially like the girls from the NHS, where it can be quite enclosed in their buildings, to come out with their children or friends or members of the public to come and do workshops with them. So washing them, brushing them, learning all about Highland cows, what they eat, where they live, um, do marsh walks and 
just try and build on from there. I mean, eventually everybody wants to have their own bit of land, don't they? I would love to have my own piece of land, but we just don't have the finances for it. So I'm quite happy just to, just to do that for now. Because so, you're yeah. what's termed a tenant farmer, really, aren't you, at the moment, yeah, renting so, some land? Yeah, so, the, the, so I was approached um, by an amazing farmer called James, and he, he had seen my story because I'd set up an Instagram and he said, actually, I've been so intrigued by your story, I'd like to be part of it. He's rented this land here um, for at least five years. It's 900 acres. He's, he's a, he's a well-established sheep farmer. He does now have cows as well, which, to my delight. Um, and he actually helped me get the cows. He actually gifted them to me. And then he said, we'll sort out financials later on. Just want to get you foot in the door and then see how you basically get on. So we, that's why we got the cattle up here. And then I just helped him a little bit around the farm. So that's fantastic, isn't it, that someone would do that? It's just incredible, really, isn't it? I could, honestly, I couldn't believe it when he approached me because he is so knowledgeable, he's so intelligent, he knows, he knows so much about farming. I'd, I'm still very new, so I'm still learning. I know a lot more than I did two years ago. I've probably, it's just coming up to two years now that I've been doing this, and I do feel like I've learned a lot, but there is so much more to learn. Every day you're learning. But for him to actually want to help me, and for Izzy, who I respect so much with her highlands, I've, they are such amazing animals and she looks after them so well. For them to actually, you know, be happy for me to have two of the, the cows on this land and me to be their owner and look after them means more than anything. So I feel like I'm doing something right. So, yeah. And combining it with raising a family as well must be tough. And you still do a couple of days nursing and you still, you, you, you are also working in a milking parlour, aren't you? I think I've got ADHD. <laughs> because <laughs> I just don't know when to sit still um, but so I do two days um, two long days at the hospital and then just like three months ago I got offered a job on a dairy farm in Essex oh my god I love it I can milk myself now I get all the girls in I do all the calves um, I delivered two calves the other day by myself for the first time on that farm but again going up to Devon to volunteer on the dairy farm I had a little bit of experience to bring back to this one um, but they are they've took they've taught me the tractors I'm going to hopefully go for my AI course um, after Christmas as well so there's so much potential there which I love so I do that do that yeah I have got my family I do try to spend as much time as I can with them but to be honest it's four days out of seven you know and I'm not there I'm not there for, for 24 hours so we get the evenings together we get the mornings sometimes I work weekends they love coming up to the farm I've got an 18 year old son who loves to come up and see see the girls at the farm so we all kind of like we're a team which is which has worked well and I think they know that how happy this makes me and I'm definitely a better person for going into farming definitely that's fantastic. Well, we wish you all the success with it, Chloe. It's just tremendous to hear about your story and Thank to you. see the cattle as well. So, can you can you sort of take us to the day when the cattle arrived here? What was your sort of feeling? Oh my God, I was so excited. So I timed it really well that the lorry were coming in first and I was behind. Um, so then we'd followed them up here pulled the lorry up here so Izzy the one with the Highlands she knew somebody that was actually going off to Colchester so it worked out well for him to load the girls on and drop them here before he went to Colchester to do a pickup so we knew that like well she knew him so I was happy that I knew that they were safe 
and just when we opened the gate and I just saw them, I couldn't believe, well, obviously I cried, because it just doesn't seem real. Like, I've wanted it so much. Highlands are incredible, incredible creatures. They are stunning, honestly, they're amazing. You know, everything about them, what they do for the outside, for nature. And when I just saw them walking in and going into the barn, I just, I just was so humble. I loved it. I had James here, I had one of my best friends, Rachel, here, obviously the man that delivered. There was a couple of other people and um, we'd got some um, champagne and we all did a cheers when we'd got them in and they were safe and it just the best day, the best day ever. Fantastic. Yeah. And you mentioned that you helped carve, deliver two calves, you know, so tell us about that experience. What what was that like? So I originally, I've delivered four so far. So I did my lambing when I did my first beef job. So he had a small herd of 50 sheep um, and I lambed with him. That was really successful. Then I went up to Devon and I kept going back, which was Devon in the dairy farm with um, Mark. So that, that farm is Blanicum and that, that's where I feel at home. It's just, I just can't explain it. I love going there. Um, and we were just doing the checks and there was little legs poking out. And I was like, oh my God, because I'd never seen it before. So the other guy that works there, Will, he was like, come on, get the ropes. And I was like, what do you mean? Because obviously I didn't know. Yeah. And I had the ropes on feet and pulled them out. And I've actually got my own cow up in Devon. And her name is East Church Famous Dotty. I delivered her. Then we delivered a bull calf, but obviously they, they didn't keep him on the farm. And then just here, I've been at the new dairy farm at Bradfield for three months now. And I kept saying to them, I've not seen one, one calf yet, like not one. And they was like, it seems like, because I work there on a Monday and a Thursday, they said it seems like that they don't seem to give birth on a Monday or a Thursday. Yeah. I was like, goodness sake. So on the Thursday before Christmas, Sarah, come the farmer, she was like, Chloe, um, one's just about to calf if you could be responsible. I was like, I would love to be. But it, and then I had to pull like the membranes and I could see the nose and the tongue. Pulled her out. She's a beef girl. She was huge. And then an hour later, I got told there was another one about to carve. And I did her on my own without any supervision. Pulled her out. She's absolutely stunning. And they've called her Chloe. Oh, wow. <laughs> so she will stay with the dairy herd and she will be, she will be milked. And obviously, when she's had babies, she will then go on to be milked. So, yeah, it's just, the be it's just the best feeling. You can't explain it. Like, your whole, you just feel like on top of the world I just and I was buzzing for the rest of the day it was brilliant absolutely brilliant well thank you very much Chloe Lucas who's a new farmer and also a paediatric nurse as well and she's just taken on two hairy coos here in Essex